in a series of podcasts presented for you by the Psychology Association of Alberta. The purpose of the podcast is to present information that's timely, topical, and even controversial. Um, I've got two articles that I'm going to kind of go through, or two reviews for us today. And the first one comes from the popular press in the New York Times. And it has to do with the main title of the podcast, which is, uh, you know, um, Psychiatric Love and Dating. And uh, it deals with um, uh, the downloading of psychiatric, psychological language into the process of dating and some of the cute comments made by professionals uh, about that. Uh, the, the second article is uh, getting, getting sort of caught up on uh, other things we've spoken of <clears throat> and uh, especially especially the latest and greatest on the serotonin issue. Uh, we, I did a podcast and there's been a lot of stuff in the news on uh, the uh, unlinking of serotonin uh, to depression. And so I want to follow that up with the, with the latest comments on that. But let's jump right into this New York, it was the New York Times, this New York Times article. And um, hopefully, let's see, um, uh, Timely Top Controversial, and I should say cute, because it's a very cute article. I mean, guys, I guess I've got, I've got a thing for uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z, uh, Crazy in Love. Uh, the article is cute because, um, and perhaps it resonated with me a little bit more simply because I've already kind of walked up this street. In previous podcasts, I've talked about zombie ideas. And these are ideas that walk through our discipline. They're things we hold on to uh, that really are, are, sort of, are sort of dead, uh, but they're an idea that consolidates and um, aggregates um, a perspective. And the one that I've been critical of uh, is uh, trauma. And I've said people will say, oh, there's an immense amount of trauma. And uh, trauma has been exported and <clears throat> exported or imported and how you want to look at it uh, uh, by the general public and we hear about it all the time where people will th things like they it was really traumatic when um, I went to the gym this morning and it wasn't open so this use of this term has become um, you know kind of diluted and and it infuses a lot of the culture um, and can be then uh, poorly used my comments regarding trauma are say, what do you mean by trauma? 
well, some bad things happened. Uh, what do you mean by trauma? Well, the person was struck uh, by, um, by uh, their neighbor. Uh, the person was in a war, right? So people kind of jump from this nominalization, this big term, to some specific examples. But in between, I think, is a way to understand and for us to express and speak of trauma in a better fashion. And that is, uh, we, when we think of, quote, trauma, we're talking about unstable, unpredictable circumstance within which the person felt an absence of control, management, or agency, or helplessness in some way. And that suddenly um, becomes something that's alive, as opposed to a a zombie term. A nominalization is the word that's used in the philosophy of language. And it's a term that has meaning that points, you know, it's a meme, it sort of points in a direction. Or it becomes a collective understanding that possesses no real power or influence in a situation. All right, so um, the, the same thing seems to be happening relative to courtship and dating. Uh, and this article was really sweet, uh, very, very funny, because it talked about how a number of psychological terms and concepts have migrated into courtship. Uh, the research that was done had, has to do with um, the representations on dating sites. We all know that dating sites are a form of uh, competition where people are competing for the attention of others and ultimately for the uh, possibility of pro procreation, uh, you know, of, of going down the road uh, in a, in a uh, uh, evolutionary psychological sense, uh, uh, psychobiology, biopsychology, right? So what's happening on the dating sites, have ch things have changed from uh, long walks on the beach at sunset, poetry, dogs, and brunch as being appealing offerings uh, to attract the attention of another, there are a whole lot of psychological terms creeping in. Um, uh, for example, a, 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 let me use some of the words that come from the article. <clears throat> Narcissistic abuse, trauma bonding, attachment style, love long language, and gaslighting. Terms that have been proprietary to some extent uh, to uh, psychology or to therapy. So, um, uh, so uh, with this creep, they have noticed the changes in the way people represent themselves uh, on, on the sites. Uh, and they say uh, um, more so the change has been with men. That is that men uh, either have discovered as a cheat sheet that women are interested in their feelings and the work they have done and uh, so represent that. I, like, um, I, I've been in therapy, I've dealt with my emotional issues, um, uh, I've really learned a lot about my previous abandonment issues, so on and so forth. And they uh, uh, cited that in the top five issues state as their frame for courtship, that these are the things that are now included. Oh, by the way, the first four are things like sexual attractiveness, trust, humor, similar interests. And now the, the thing, and this is again more on the women's side, um, uh, someone who has coped with their feelings and issues and has achieved a degree of emotional maturity. 
All right. So, so we don't know, again, if some of this is a bit of a cheat sheet for men where they have <clears throat> discovered that there's a certain code that you ought to enter in, or if there's a, uh, you know, a genuine sense of, of who they are, uh, the reflections on having gained insight and being able to uh, <clears throat> present themselves with a degree of psychological mindedness and maturity. Um, the, the second, and we're getting down to the... Um, the sort of end of this uh, second feature is that there's now even uh, uh, commentary online for women uh, as to how to decode and decipher uh, what might actually uh, be attempts to um, <clears throat> to court through deception in other words the things that men will say in order to be attractive to women but, but which might actually have no act uh, uh, play, no reality to them so I thought that was kind of uh, kind of cool. Uh, now, uh, before we uh, leave this and go on to something else, there's also an explosion of diagnostic language relative to the um, uh, fails in courtship, uh, so that people will very quickly uh, comment that uh, <clears throat> he was uh, a narcissist, uh, uh, she had um, uh, uh, tr terrible issues and was only approaching me through trauma bonding, looking to have someone who had similar wounds or similar issues. Ah, Amundsen's definition, through uh, trying to bond around a history of um, unstable, unpredictable, and um, helpless circumstances in their life. So that these things are beginning to appear. Our attachment styles were incompatible. So uh, uh, whether this has uh, served our discipline or not, uh, I think that uh, this uh, migration and dilution are mimetic reproduction of terms in the in in general uh, probably are going to be more problematic than useful I, I think all of us have um, been caught up on this issue of the uh, huge what they call an umbrella review uh, that uh, unlinked serotonin from depression in other words about to question whether this chemical imbalance involving serotonin is actually at the basis of depression um, and, uh, you know, I, I brought, brought that into us, but um, in late June of this year, 30 experts were uh, brought together who questioned the validity of the serotonin depression uh, study. And they criticized the methodology that was involved, suggesting that, um, that uh, there was a limited number of studies that were selected for review, meta-analysis, systemic review, and, and all the other little things that went with it. So um, I think this is important for us uh, uh, because in wanting to be um, timely and topical, we, we have to look at this stuff as it comes out, uh, uh, absorb it, uh, put it on the shelf that's called tentative or potential, uh, and bring a skepticism to it. And these experts, uh, and not all of them, uh, had ties to the drug industry or to or have particular uh, um, horse in the race other than their uh, their research per se uh, so um, 
uh, I think that then we can say we don't really know yet about the connection between serotonin and depression and probably continue to promote the serotonergic uh, uh, medications, biological treatments for depression for the time being. Biology and biological treatment just a little bit longer. There's um, uh, an article that came out in JAMA Psychiatry that uh, was looking at the association between taking Ritalin in childhood and uh, its uh, potential to uh, promote or lead to substance abuse in later life. In other words, you're giving the kid a drug and then the kid's going to probably want to take drugs later on. And what they found in this study was following children from childhood into adulthood, there was no impact of, uh, of taking stimulant medication um, relative to alcohol, alcohol or drug abuse later in life. Now, there were some limitations with the study because uh, they looked at children, young, very young children, and followed them, I think, 7 to 14, 7 to 17, something like that, where it was initiated. But they didn't have a, a hardy or large cohort that began in adolescence, nor adults who were prescribed uh, uh, stimulant medication for adult ADHD. So um, the, the uh, results are probably okay for us. So if parents say to us, ask us in, in therapy and treatment, well, won't this cause my child to want to abuse drugs later on? Uh, if they are a child, we can probably say safely that there is no such uh, potential nor proclivity um, as we understand it today. In the Journal of Behavioral Neuroscience, they took a look at caffeine. Boy, we've got a, a, suddenly Paul Amazon's gone on a, a biological kick uh, with this podcast, going all the way from courtship to these uh, comments about substances and their impact on us. Um, they were looking at uh, caffeine. And what they uh, were trying to discover was whether, uh, caffeine gets all the credit, right? Caffeine is a very powerful substance relative to all sorts of stuff. Uh, task performance, uh, energy, memory, uh, and linked very powerfully to athletic performance. Anyway, so they were trying to tease out uh, how much it's caffeine versus any other substances that might be in coffee. This is a very interesting thought, see? Caffeine is the bell of the ball, you know? Stands up on the stage and says, it's all me. And they wanted to find out if there are other substances in coffee that might get some of the credit. So what they did is they um, conducted some fMRI scans. Uh, one before and 30 minutes after either drinking coffee or caffeine-infused water. So very interesting, right? They were looking at is there a difference in brain connectivity? And uh, uh, they found that uh, individuals exhibited a heightened state of preparedness, being more responsive and attentive, attentive to external stimuli after drinking coffee, not after drinking caffeinated water, or less so with caffeinated water. So all of a sudden, this idea of working memory, cognitive control, goal-directed behavior was linked to other substances that would be found in coffee. So uh, th this, is, this is really interesting because you know, we have, we have 
uh, caffeinated energy drinks, right? And people are you know, probably taking them, assuming they're getting the same benefit they might get from coffee. And it seems as if that would not be the case, given this uh, particular research and the findings that there are other people, other people, other things that can share the stage with caffeine regarding its performance enhancing uh, ability. <laughs> I could only find one song in my playlist that I have that had to do with uh, coffee. Sorry, it's kind of kind of cheesy. I don't want to fall asleep, I don't want to pass away I've been thinking of our future cause I'll never see those days I don't know why this has happened but I probably deserve it I tried to do my best but you know that I'm not perfect I've been praying for forgiveness, you've been praying for my health When I leave this earth, hoping you'll find someone else Cause yeah we still young, there's so much we haven't done Get married, start a family, watch your husband with his son I wish we could be you but I won't make it out this bed Sundays went to church, and Mondays watched the news.